Baker Podcast Maker, the food podcast series where we get to know a little bit more about the foods people enjoy, from recipe favourites to biscuit chat. So, Mother, welcome to the festive podcast. Thank you very much. You're back as a returning guest, a fan favourite for the Christmas special 2021. How do you feel? Very honoured. You've had many requests for your stuffing recipes and bread sauce. <laughs> Good. <laughs> and all of your Christmas tips have been well received so far. Good. Sorry about uh, providing them a little late. <laughs> Obviously, make your pie as early as you like. Pie, pudding, Christmas cake. Everything. Yeah. Prep. Prep. How about some food questions? Go on then, fire away. So, what is your favourite part of the Christmas meal? Well, obviously, the star of the show is the uh, bread sauce. Obviously. Um, I think the fact that it's all together, all the, all the elements together make the best Christmas lunch. Agreed. Okay, Brussels sprouts, do you love them or do you hate them? Love them, as we call them, little bundles of joy. I personally don't call them bundles of joy, but that's okay. <laughs> Still have one every year. Yeah, always. Bread sauce or no bread sauce? I think we've answered that question, haven't we? Always bread sauce. Always bread sauce, and if in doubt? More. A little more. Always. Do you eat pudding after Christmas lunch? If so, what? I don't generally eat pudding, but this year I have indulged myself and I have made an egg-free Christmas pudding. So this year I might well have Christmas pudding. No way, that's so exciting. Did you know I'd done that? No, Ah, you didn't tell me. It's been sitting in the fridge. Ah, very exciting. What do you have for breakfast on Christmas Day? Well, having been born and bred in Milton Mowbray, we have pork pie and ham for breakfast on Christmas morning. With lashings of English mustard. Has to be. Has to be. Always. Oh, and a little bit of bread and butter, maybe. Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes some porridge. That's, That's December breakfast, isn't it? Are you going to tell people about your December breakfast? Oh, yes. In December, we like to put um, mince meat, Christmas mince meat, on top of our porridge. And as we're cooking it, we put a bit of mixed spice into the porridge as well. And if we're feeling really decadent and there's some cream in the house, a little splash of cream goes on top. We've got to get our Christmas weight up in December, haven't we? Exactly. Who is your favourite chef to turn to for Christmas inspiration? I really love all the Christmas programmes and watching the ideas for Christmas. But I guess my formative years of preparing Christmas were very much Delia Smith. Yes. And I know we don't hear anything about Delia Smith these days, but uh, sort of 20, 30 years ago, I guess she was the leading cookery TV personality and um, yeah her Christmas book is absolutely lovely and we have a few recipes we use I don't think we even know that they're from there we just sort of uh, cook them each year without even thinking yes but the current one has to be Jamie just because 
We love Buddy and River, don't we? They are so cute. <laughs> the singing last week. Yes, if you haven't seen um, the Together Jamie Oliver Christmas special from the first part, which was, um, what, last week? So I don't know what night it was. Whatever, whatever day it was. Um, <laughs> it was fantastic. And um, his youngest son, River, gave us a little Christmas song, which was... Very sweet. It was so cute. And we just like Jamie Oliver in general. Don't you have all his books? Oh, I think so. I think so. Just had to... If you're wondering why the sound may have gone, she went to check the classic and fabulous cookbook shelf. Are there certain foods that you only eat at Christmas? Um, yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's have a think. Marzipan? Although... Yeah. Perhaps in the autumn we might put a bit in our crumble with plums, so maybe we can't count that. Um, turkey, I think. Yes. We don't really eat turkey as a meat during the year, do we? Unless no. we have a fake Christmas. <laughs> and then we do. Yes. Um, for new listeners, if you haven't been a listener for very long, in March 2020, when the UK went into national lockdown... We had a fake Christmas with a fake Christmas tree and all um, because we thought we needed it. Well, it was a bit gloomy, wasn't it? So so we did um, a full-on Christmas meal <laughs> with all the trimmings. Quite surprising you can still get chestnuts in uh, March, but you can. Apparently you can. And um, we had the Christmas tree and we had a really lovely Christmas meal with crackers and decorations and... Yeah, the last time we did that was when uh, Jenny Fuller came back from her year in the States and we had to have a summer Christmas. So it's not the first time we've done it. No, but we are big Christmas fans, aren't we? It's probably not going to be the last time either, is it? (laughs) Absolutely. Oh, the cat's just come into the room. (laughs) What is a Christmas food you don't get the hype about? I don't know. I think I like all Christmas foods. What do you have in mind? You don't like potatoes. Oh, roast potatoes. (laughs) That's a Christmas food. It's quite a staple on the roast dinner. Yes, but it's an all-year-round food. Yes, but you don't like potatoes, so you could pick that one. Okay, potato. For what? You, You like all Christmas food, to be fair, unless you're allergic to some of it. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Okay, if you could only keep three parts of the Christmas lunch, what would they be? Bread sauce. Obviously. Chestnut stuffing. Yep. Cranberry sauce. Good answers. (laughs) That looked like a challenge. (laughs) It was a challenge. How do you narrow it down to three? I don't know. Are you not going to tell us your picks? No, because I haven't thought of them. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so... What are your favourite Christmas food traditions? Ooh, too many, too many. Um, I love the preparation. I love making food for other people. So I think it starts with making the mincemeat in the autumn when we have the apples off the trees. Um, I don't know. I think the... um, 
German Christmas biscuits because when we were little they were such a treat because they weren't in all the supermarkets and they were a real sign of Christmas. Um, I yes. What about you? Um, Christmas food traditions. I like it when we make mince pies and we get the hampers ready for the grandparents and make the as you said I'm not copying but the food gifts yeah they are really fun because we do those mostly together don't we we do we do so good answers I haven't marinated any raisins oh yes so we usually make rum and raisin fudge and we soak the raisins in preparation and I've just realised I haven't done that yet so we need to get on that (laughs) (laughs) oh hang on a minute let me consult my calendar five days to go still we will be okay now for some questions sent in by you lovely listeners oh how exciting i know i told you you had fans (laughs) so what is a favorite childhood christmas food that you've passed down to us your children pork pie and ham for breakfast exactly anything else well the love of marzipan, I think, I think probably so. yeah. has been passed down fairly well. Definitely. That came from Granny and her side of the family, I think, obsessed yes. with marzipan. It's so delicious, though. When people say they don't like marzipan, I always look at them so confused. I know. Uncle Mike said there was a fine line. and What? If you're not careful, you cross it with too much marzipan. No. I genuinely think if we were sat at the kitchen table and just sliced a block of marzipan, we could finish it in an evening. A few cups of tea needed for yes, that, I think. definitely. And the chocolate-covered marzipan from Aldi. Oh, very good. Yeah. We look forward to that coming into store. Another question from lovely listeners. When it comes to Christmas cooking, whether it is a full turkey meal or little novelty bakes, is there a particular chef or cookbook you go to first? If so, who? Well, I like to watch the Christmas programmes and get inspiration from that. But generally, I think we've um, decided on an amalgamation of Delia and Jamie for the turkey. Yes. So... The turkey is sat on a trivet of vegetables and herbs and then he the he's completely encased in foil but before that happens we have to put a packet of butter on the top because in our house we're not able to have pork because my sister doesn't eat pork and so it would go into the gravy um if we were just doing it for us i'd definitely be putting streaky bacon smoky bacon on the top of the bird but you've never known that no we didn't even do it last year in lockdown no because we gave leftovers to granny and granddad didn't we oh yes that makes sense okay so that's turkey pretty much sorted out um i use the fudge recipe from hugh fernley in his everyday cookbook yes because that's a fail-safe one. Um, uh, although I don't need to look at the book anymore. No, because you quantities. know it. Um, what else? What else do we make? Well, you made up the idea of having um, 
marzipan in the bottom of the mince pies. So yes. now we use Jemima's recipe for mince pies. Um, but the mince meat itself is the Mary Berry mince meat because she uses butter, and that means you can eat it raw, which we like to do on our porridge. Yes. Um, and it's more versatile with butter rather than suet in it because you don't get little lumps of fat in it. So it's a, a nice, even. And the um, Chelsea bun thing you made up today? Oh, yes. Yes, well, that started as a Paul Hollywood... Chelsea bun Chelsea bun, because my friends and I did the technical bakes from this year's Great British Bake Off, and so we made each recipe. But as I don't eat eggs, I have done a few adaptations, and that's one I decided to do. So we layered marzipan in with homemade mincemeat and rolled it up and put lemon icing on the top and they were delicious they were so delicious (laughs) christmas quick fire round roast potatoes or roast parsnips parsnips roast turkey or something else turkey mashed potato or roast potato neither (laughs) starter or no starter well, we do have a starter, but we have the sort of grazing starter. We have canapes of smoked salmon and... It's not a sit-down starter, no, we don't is it? sit-down starter we because have... we have crackers. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it just makes a mess, doesn't it? Christmas yes. hat in a starter? No. no. <laughs> a joke? No. Um, yes, we usually just have drinks and canapes, don't we? We do. Cranberry sauce, bought or homemade? Both. Yeah. Stuffing or pigs in blankets? Both. <laughs> no, listeners, the way she said that was so serious. She looked me dead in the eyes and just went, both? It's <laughs> <laughs> not a question, is it? Mince pie or gingerbread? Mince pie. Baileys or avocado? Baileys. Only because I can't drink drink avocado because I don't eat eggs. I do have very fond memories of going to grandma's house and being given avocado when I was quite small (laughs) and actually biting biting the glass and breaking it. (laughs) And I say fond memories. I have fond memories of my grandparents rather than fond memories of biting biting the glass. I'm getting very told off, so much so that I remember it now. It was a special, very posh glass for Christmas. <laughs> what kind of parent and grandparent gives their child avocado at such a young age? Your grandparents. <laughs> and then my grandparents. Yes. Oh, and Stone's ginger wine. Oh, yeah. Quality streets or roses? Um... I love the fact that quality streets are Christmas, but actually I like the chocolate in Roses better. Yes, and that's probably been this year that you've said that. Yes. Okay. Although, hang on a minute, I have to say, if anyone's listening from Cadbury's, where have the coffee chocolates gone? Yes! Petition to bring the coffee chocolates back. Absolutely. They disappear in our house. They were the first to go, and they were in roses not that many years ago. I can remember fighting with the Speakmans over the uh, roses. (laughs) 
Um, listeners, we haven't been saying this, but we've had to keep recording the um, sections of the podcast in different clips because we have to, one, wait for the boiler, two, the cat is sat with us and occasionally she's chiming in. She's tried to edit as well. <laughs> yes, she's climbed on the laptop as well. She renamed a few files for me, which was helpful. And Peter. Oh, and the cuckoo clock. And the televisions from other rooms? Yes, we've had to keep shutting the sitting room door, haven't we? Yes, so some sound difficulties, but back on with the food questions. So, do you have any Christmas food memories? New ones. New ones? Well, the one with Charlotte and the sausage roll from last year was one of my favourite ones. The hand warmer. Do you not remember that? Last year? Like when you asked me last year. Oh, I thought you meant a new one being like this happened last year. Oh, no. No. No, but no. No, the one she said last year on the last Christmas podcast. Was all about Charlotte, cousin Charlotte, helping herself to warm sausage rolls. And when we got out of the house, she had them in her pocket and she said they were a great way to keep your hands warm. Um, no, I think food memories, I was just thinking about that. And when we were little, we lived in Frisbee on the Reek, great name for a village. And um, we had all our friends around us. And on Christmas morning, after Christmas breakfast, my mother would invite neighbours in. So on Christmas morning, after breakfast cleared away, we'd have people from the village in. And so we'd have crisps and nibbles and various bits and bobs, along with a lot of alcohol, I think, um, before Christmas lunch. Sounds great. That's impressive, isn't it? Yes, so Granny hosted... A drinks party. A drinks party in the middle of the day on Christmas Day. Yes. Yeah. Wow. I know. That's probably why we were allowed to eat the selection box in the morning, because we knew we weren't going to have lunch until late. Yes. Ah, and selection boxes were bigger then. Were they? (laughs) Much bigger. To be fair, I always think that curly whirlies are getting smaller, you know. They used to be about a foot long. I'm not kidding. They used to be at least a ruler length. Well, that's a foot. 30 centimetres. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. So there's another food memory. Big curly whirlies. <laughs> no, it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> so what about you, Mima? Christmas uh, early memories or food memories? Um, I would always say advent calendars. Oh, what? When- advent, advent. Yes, but I wasn't talking about Advent, Advent. I was thinking of when we were little, coming downstairs in the morning. It was so exciting to have chocolate first thing. Um, And then we used to also have the Playmobil Advent calendars as well. That's not food, so that's not really helpful. Um, This is a really hilarious one, in my opinion. Um, My brother, Hugo, um, when he was little... He used to make a wall of stuffing. The great wall of stuffing. (laughs) At every Christmas lunch. To hold back the gravy away from his vegetables. I don't know what... I can't remember what the wall was for. (laughs) 
<laughs> what it separated, but definitely it was like a dam on his plate. Yes. And that leads me on to what kinds of stuffing do we have at Christmas? Well, we only have three kinds of stuffing, but in effect we have a lot more because we have to do gluten-free stuffing for Alison. Yeah. So already in the freezer I have um, chestnut stuffing for both gluten-free and the rest of us. Um sage and onion stuffing and then sausage meat stuffing yes but Alison can't eat sausage meat so there's only the sage and onion for two yeah love stuffing yes obviously I'm so excited yes which is why when you asked me for only three stuffing was part of it yes as you have given me tips for Christmas preparations do you have any that you'd like to tell in person well I suppose as we're so close to Christmas we ought to tell you the Christmas Eve prep yes which involves getting all the bits out of the freezer and standing them on a tray and then putting the turkey on top to keep it cold in the cellar um, because there's no fridge big enough for the turkey (laughs) Um, but when we get the turkey back from Uncle Rob we have to take out the giblets and put it in with the veg trivet underneath the turkey. So we do carrots, celery, onion, bay, sage, maybe a bit of rosemary. Um, and then um, put the giblets on top and then the turkey on top of that. But before you put the turkey into the tray, the best thing to do is to take the wishbone out. It's a really fiddly job, but it makes a massive difference when it comes to carving the turkey. So you have to sort of have a fiddle around and break the back of the uh, wishbone and take it out. You need a really sharp little knife, but it's, it makes a massive difference. Then slather the whole of the bird in a whole packet of butter. Um, sometimes if I'm really, really in the mood I will put it underneath the skin and put, make it pretty with a few bay leaves yes. and make it sort of like a stained glass window which was I believe a Jamie Oliver tip um, but other than that it really doesn't matter because the whole thing gets wrapped up in a big tent of tinfoil and we don't even look inside until half an hour before the end of the cooking time Um, It stays and it steams in the vegetable and the butter and it makes really moist turkey. We've never had a dry turkey. And when anybody says about a dry turkey, I just don't understand it. I don't know how that happens. They can't cook it properly. (laughs) Maybe or maybe it's just not a really well reared turkey. Maybe it's not Pidham's turkey. (laughs) Pidham's poultry. (laughs) Uh, yes, uh, listeners, Hugo's godfather rears turkeys, and we've had one for... Ooh. How long have we had a pittance 26 turkey? years. Because wow. Jake's going to be... Well, Jake was 30, wasn't he? Yes. So he was four when I so first met them. We've had... Well, you've had tur- their turkeys. I've had their turkeys my whole life. Yes, you have. There you go. Um, and speaking of the turkey, are you excited? Very. 
I'm so because excited. we have a tradition that we go over and see Jill, Auntie Jill, on Christmas Eve morning, and we see Jill and Daisy, and we Eat actually exchange presents on yes. Christmas Eve exchange with them. Exchange presents, eat mince pies, drink coffee. Pick up the turkey. Pick up the turkey. And have a nice little chat. Great plan. Yeah. So, as I've mentioned before, we do a little bit of getting ahead in our house so that we can all enjoy Christmas morning and not have too much stress. Um, so, in the freezer, we have the bread sauce... Um, on Christmas morning we just add a little more milk or no we don't we add a little more cream (laughs) (laughs) and a good dollop of butter with a scrage of nutmeg yes to liven that little kitty up Um, we already have all the stuffings which are in their container that they go into the oven so they literally just get put in the oven mm-hmm. and on previous years I have actually done my potatoes and parsnips so I've done the parboiling stage and then you did that last year frozen them in oven trays but I'm not sure I'm going to do that this year I think we're just going to because there's only eight of us yes I think I'm just going to do it on the morning great plan well we'll see We'll see how much champagne is consumed at breakfast and how good the plan is in reality. Yes, uh, listeners, before we sat down to record the podcast this evening, we uh, were looking through Nigella and Jamie uh, Christmas cookbooks to see which cocktails we should prepare throughout the Christmas period. So we shall see. And breaking with tradition... Um, I've actually made, well, partially made the gravy ahead of time. I watched Jamie Oliver, uh, I think it was actually on Instagram, he reminded me um, that a couple of years ago he'd made gravy, or it was a long time ago actually, because the baby was little. I think it was when Buddy was little. Anyway, um, he made, using chicken wings, he made up a gravy and put it in the freezer um, so once the turkey comes out, I shall add that gravy to the um, juices underneath the giblets and the vegetables. So it's going to be really good gravy this year. So exciting. This isn't a food question, but it's still Christmas related. Uh, what song do you have currently stuck in your head? All I Want for Christmas. Bye. Mariah? Oh, yes, probably. You never know. know. Who was singing it last? I don't know. Um, There are so many covers of it. It just comes up. I know, but we've just had Christmas music on while Steve was doing a jigsaw puzzle. Yes. And we were packaging up Christmas stars. Yes, we made uh, gingerbread stars for gifts earlier. Uh, So that's exciting. I currently have... I don't... Is it Merry Christmas, Everyone, by Ed Sheeran and Elton John? Ooh. It's been stuck in my head all day. Yes, and I was listening to the radio this morning, and Abba's Christmassy one came on. Oh, yeah. Little Things, or whatever it's Little called. Little Things. Little Things. Yeah. And I don't know who was on with Zoe Ball, but um, they said it's a little bit menacing. <laughs> and now I can't get that out of my it's head. It's menacing? 
And that you'll have it and you'll think about it. It's it really is really oh, it strange. Is. It's like some kind of macabre kind of creepy creepy Oh no menacing. We've no. ruined it. No, I've, it's ruined for me, so there you are, it's ruined for everybody else now. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Christmas. <laughs> do, 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 do. See, creepy now, isn't it? <laughs> Especially with a good cackle. You can't get copyrighted for that. <laughs> no, I don't think we'd pick it up on Shazam, would we? <laughs> We're laughing because I often have several songs stuck in my head, so I'll just tell Mother which songs they are, but sometimes if I can't place it, I'll just sing it at her. And... um Back in the days where Shazam was really big, she used to be like, oh, sing it into Shazam, that'll know it. I was like, no, it won't. We never did get one out of Shazam, did we? No. So, Mother, what are you most looking forward to for Christmas this year? It doesn't have to be food-related, it can be food-related. What are you most looking forward to? My sister... And my niece and nephew coming for Christmas to join us. As much as I loved just the four of us last year, it would be really lovely to have family back again. Yes. It was a different Christmas last year, wasn't yeah, it? as I said earlier, it is really lovely. And it was very different. But I think it would be just lovely to have people back in the house for Christmas. Yes, I agree. Thank you so much for being on the podcast this year. Thank you for asking me. We had a nice Christmassy chat. Well, we've had a nice Christmassy chat since last week when you came home. Yes. It's all been about Christmas and food. Well, it's always about food. It's just <laughs> added Christmas. So we went um, into the village tonight because we have advent windows and... Uh, one lady said oh yes I've been following you on Instagram she said you eat out an awful lot (laughs) (laughs) well you've got to got to keep the content exciting (laughs) anyway and with that we wish you a Merry Christmas Merry Christmas everyone Merry Christmas series where we get to know a little bit more about the foods people enjoy from recipe favorites to biscuit chat